Okay, so um, something really interesting happened. Um, it's another morning. The Lord is waking me up, and um, I'm blessed to be here. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for another day on this earth. I'm thankful to wake up breathing, even if this witch wants to affect my breathing, and you know. <clears throat> somehow try and give me breathing issues, whatever. I'm still breathing. I'm breathing. I'm alive. The Lord has my back. He's I'm covered. But um it was weird because last night I had seen this um movie Love Come Down. Like I love all Lorenz Tate's movies, I think almost all of them. And um it's the ones he's mainly known for that it's like I find myself lost in. But, you know, all the other ones, the side movies, I think he don't get enough credit for. Maybe it's possible he don't get enough credit for. Maybe he does and I just have to get up on it or something. I don't know. But um, all I know is, you know, I, I like his movies, movies he's in. Like, you know, kind of find myself crushing on him a little bit. And, like... This movie, Love, Come Down, I watched it years ago. In this movie, um, it's just, there's this scene where he stops this woman from, like, jumping on him, you know, to initiate sex, of course. And he's like, we just got to get the juices flowing and different things like that. And in that part of the movie, I felt like when I was young and I didn't truly understand what that meant or what happens or what goes on when you're actually with a man like that taught me something like that really did shapes you know sort of who who I am you know different movies different music different pictures different poetry different things in life they influence who you are so um I recognized that and I was wondering if maybe that was why when I first turned this movie on everyone was saying or I felt like the conversation was like it's love come down it's like around the time love come down like she gonna watch love come down or something like that and that's when this is going to happen, and it's going to have the possibility of happening, and that's going to happen, different things like that. Like, all I know is I heard them talking about love come down, and what would happen and what it would mean for this prophecy when I watched it. They do this often. Otherwise, I probably would have seen it as a setup or a lie. But they do this often. It's different things that they'll do this concerning, like, um, um, it'll be like, um, soon as she sees this blender on Amazon, that'll be when such and such and such, but I'll never hear what's supposed to happen or rarely hear what's supposed to happen, you know, or soon as, um, you know, this and that, like they're, they're waiting and watching for the prophecy to be fulfilled to the T like it's supposed to. Sometimes I'll hear them come around saying, it's being fulfilled to the T. Like, it's crazy how literal it is. It's literally happening exactly how it says it's going to happen. Like, n- like everything right on time, right on schedule. No, You know, nothing's changed. Nothing changes. And um, only small things about this prophecy can be fulfilled. I mean, change, I guess. I don't know. But something just, just, just throws me off about it. Because... I never feel like they're super confident in that. I never feel like they're so super confident in the fact that this prophecy happens 
one way and there's no way you could ever change it. There's no way nothing anybody could do about it. Excuse me. I never feel like there's a lot of confidence concerning that. I feel like what it is is a major effort to see it happen that way. And I feel like if they're so sure that it's going to happen a certain kind of way and there's no way that it can be changed, then why does it feel like they work so hard all day, every day to see it happen a certain way as if they're worried that it could be changed? And why do they always see, seem so surprised when they, you know, reach some sort of point where it's confirmation that it's happening a certain kind of way? I would never trust that because nobody's that dumb. Nobody's that dumb to where, you know, it's still so... You know, you're still so unsure about something that's supposed to be so sure, you know. But then I thought about it like, well, maybe they are dumb, though. Maybe they are dumb. Think about it. They could be dumb. I mean, a lot of these different things in this situation, I look and I say, that is really dumb. That is really, really dumb. It's it's just really dumb. And I don't understand why you would do something so stupid, you know. But, um... I don't necessarily, I never my whole life really, you know, truly believe anybody was stupid or dumb. You know, and I even want to say that sometimes decisions are dumb. And I never really even truly believe that either. And a lot of people might say, well, you're crazy. I don't care what you say. You know, you're in denial or you just, I don't know, some people just dislike me because they feel like I'm not being honest. You know, like I'm trying to protect everybody's feelings and I'm acting as if I'm such as goody two-shoes and care so much for everybody, but really, I'm worse than everybody. And um, I've heard that before, too, and I and I don't know. I feel like it's more truth to that than truth to the fact that anybody can be dumb, honestly, because um, I don't believe nobody's dumb. I really don't believe that nothing is stupid. Sometimes I look at things and I say, you are so stupid. That is so dumb. But I always, you know, get this feeling deep inside, like, nobody's stupid. Nobody's stupid. I don't care what you say, nobody is dumb. They called people back in the 1800s stupid. You know, excuse me, they called them scholars. And compared to the knowledge of what they know, they knew then to now, you would call them an idiot. Third grade education, maybe. So, nobody's dumb then. It's a lack of information. It's a lack. It's ignorance. It's about information you have not had access to, or you just don't know yet. No, but nobody's dumb. And some people say, "Well, what about the people who don't want to learn?" But they learn what they want to learn, though. They might know a lot about certain things that they care. They care about, which makes them, you know, educated or, you know, knowing in that area, which means they're not dumb. Nobody's really dumb. You just know what you want to know. You learn what you want to learn. You gravitate towards what you want to know a lot about. And you learn more about that. But nobody's really stupid. And so I don't believe in stupidity. I think that that is, you know, um, I think it might be a reaction of frustration from somebody not understanding maybe some things that you understand. Or you wish that they could understand on a better level. It's that reaction. It's a frustrated reaction, agitated reaction, if anything. But it's not, nobody's really stupid. Or if somebody, you know, believes that they're stupid, it's because somebody continuously calls them stupid. And that's really just abuse more than it's ever true or actual, actually even effective. Like, I think that if you truly care if somebody was ignorant or stupid, then you would help them to learn, you know? Or encourage them to do so. 
And you can never encourage somebody by discouraging them with abusive words. So I don't know. I don't know. But I just don't believe in stupidity. Because the Lord has shown me in so many different ways that people know a lot about what they want to know a lot about. So you can't you can't convince me you're dumb when, you know, there'll be different things about you or there'll be different, you know, routes or avenues that you go down. And it's like, you know so much about this that I never would have known. And compared to you and what that is, I would be considered stupid because I don't know nothing about that. But you know so much about it because that's what you care about. So nobody's really dumb. And I think that when it comes down to it, you just, you allow that to get to you. You allow that to get to you. Now, one thing I do believe, though, you know, it seems that it's been almost proven true, even whether I believe it or not. I really don't want to believe it, but it's almost like just the reality and the heaviness of life. You know, the fact is that um, the smarter you are, the sadder you are. The smarter you are, the sadder you are. And that almost insinuates that that must mean that there's a stupid thing. But um, not really. I don't know if I agree with that, you know. But it does feel like the more you know, the sadder you get. The more you realize, the more you observe, the more you pick up on in this world, the sadder you get. Because you see how wicked this world really is. You see how messed up it is. You see how selfish people can be. You see how malicious people are. You see how much people really do know what they're doing. How much intent they really do have behind the things that they're doing. When you think that people are stupid and moving without purpose and intent, no, they they intended exactly what they meant and what they did. They meant what they did. They know what they're doing. Yes, they're trying to somehow along the line destroy you or that. Eliminate opportunities for this or that. They know what they're doing. And so, if they know what they're doing, you know, it makes you lose faith in humanity. It makes you lose faith in goodness and, and love in people. Because people go around destroying all day, every day, like it's nothing. The Bible says that the Lord looks at the inwards of the heart. and He's seen the wicked devices and schemes in our heart. and He's grown extremely angry. He's tired. He's tired of all the wicked things we devise in our heart, all the wicked plans that we have for each other. You know, instead of me trying to pick my brother up, I'm about to do something to destroy him and, and trip him up along the way and hope that it gets to him more than I ever even intended. You know, you feel blessed when your plan to destroy someone had destroyed them way more than you ever could have expected. That's when you feel blessed. That's messed up. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. It was a conversation about love come down and different things. And I just couldn't shake that idea. The idea that nobody really dumb. Nobody's really stupid. You know? And, um, there's another side of things that you tell somebody something over and over and over and over and over again. And you... You try and push and motivate them in a certain direction, but they still gravitate towards this direction that makes them stupid or makes them dumb because they're not listening. They're not learning. They're not, you know, getting the lessons. When somebody has to go through something over and over and over again, they're not learning that lesson. That makes them stupid. No. No. 
I don't believe that because it's a word in a dictionary, so of course it exists, but it's like somebody some at some point made up these words, you know, gave them definition. And so you have to come into agreement with their definition on it. If you have a different definition to it, then that's your personal dictionary. You don't have to agree with every word in that dictionary. It's really just a guidance of like, it's just, to, it's just there to help you better understand the vaguely what it means. Vaguely what it means. Sometimes it's very descriptive in a sense as if it's not vague at all. But you have to come into agreement with whether you believe that word means that or not. Like in the Bible, excuse me, in the Bible describes, describes what love is. But in the dictionary, it describes what love is. I don't agree with what the dictionary says about love because I believe that the way that they describe love is very vague. It's not it's not a, it's not a clear understanding. You can't get a real good understanding of what love really truly is by reading the definition in a dictionary. If you never knew what love was and never never experienced it and you went and read what love means in a dictionary, you still wouldn't know where to find it or how to find it or how to identify it. But if you knew what love is and you went and read it in a dictionary what love means, you wouldn't necessarily be able to put those two definitions together, what you feel and what you read. I've been there. I've seen it. Love means so much more. Love means something so much different. And it doesn't really add up or make sense. And that's how I feel like what's been super consistent about things in the dictionary. How a lot of times it just don't match up with what really feels like in real life. It takes real life experience to know the definition of these words. To really truly be able to describe them. And so I don't truly believe that I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Stupidity. Stupidity. It has a definition. It has a meaning. But it's it's a optional. I feel like that's an optional word. They're all optional. They're all optional. And for me, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, and I know somebody's going to try and challenge me, challenge me with that in my lifetime. They're going to try and challenge me with that. You don't feel like nobody's stupid? I'm going to make sure you know I'm stupid. I'm going to make sure you come into agreement with the fact that I am the first stupid person you've ever met. Like, you truly agree that stupid exists now. Because of me. I know somebody's going to try and challenge me on that one day. But um, as I said, I stand by how I feel about it. I stand by how I feel about it. I think that really, you know, as I said, it's, it's up to you to describe and bring, you know, description definitions to these different words in life. You you find out what they mean by real life experiences. Somebody else gave them a name. Somebody else gave them a description and a definition. But you know the real definition by how you have felt, you what you have felt concerning. Sometimes it's close, but it's never really right on point. It's never really exactly what you have felt. So do I trust, you know, stupidity or dumb or anything like that? No. 
Because oftentimes people tell you you're stupid when you run back to things. You're stupid when you do things over and over and over again, expecting things to be different. You're stupid when this happens. You're stupid when that happens. But nobody's able to ever explain to you when you when you find those really unique situations that nobody really has truly been, been through before. Because each and every single last one of us have our own fingerprints. So we're all going to have very unique situations or experiences in life. And nobody's going to be able to explain what you're going through to the T like that. They're going to try and round it out. They're going to try and give you some sort of, you know, life experience to try and help you through it. But they're never going to truly understand what you have gone through. Nobody's going to be able to help you through like that but God. And by then, where's the dictionary definition to that? You never have one. That's what I mean. That's somebody else's life right there. That's somebody else's definition of that. That's somebody else's, you know, intent and purpose there. Somebody else decided to define that and they got as close as possible as they could to a roundabout definition to possibly try and please everybody, but they never could. Nobody can please everybody but God. So not only that, I've recognized and I realized that, you know, in heaven, it's an entire different, you know, dictionary. There's so many heavenly words that exist that absolutely... You know, I have no place here on this earth, in this world. We wouldn't know what to do with them if we had them. They can describe an entire lifetime with just one word. They can describe an entire character with just one word. I mean, well, that's that that's, that's possible here. But it's so many different things they can ex- describe an entire situation. Just one word. You know? And that sounds like, okay, you can do that here, but no, it's different. It's different because I was in heaven. I was being judged and I was on trial and, um, my sin and the way that I felt about my sin, not only the way that I felt about my sin, the way that it was being judged, the way that it was being witnessed, the way that I was being persecuted, everything I did and didn't know about it, everything I did and didn't understand about it, you know, Everything I was learning in that moment from the past, present to the future could be described all in one word. And I don't know, you know, if that I know, matter of fact, that it doesn't exist here. I asked God, what is these words? What is this language? He said, this is heavenly language. It doesn't exist on earth. It doesn't exist in this world. So not that I didn't already distrust the dictionary. But now I know why for sure. These words here, they don't have enough meaning. But you also have to trust God with everything that he's given us. You have to trust him. All I'm saying is, they couldn't possibly describe on a level that God is able to. So, um, all that to say, I was watching Love Calm Down and, um, I don't know what happened, but I went to sleep and um, woke up this morning around five and five this morning, and um, I encountered a few people, three or four people, maybe like a group of people. I don't know what that meant, not really, but I encountered these people and I feel like I knew them, like I feel like I met them before. I feel like I had met them before, you know, 
not no not that I met them before, maybe I even heard about this, you know, maybe I knew the prophecy myself or something. I don't know, but I still don't know if I trust it because when it comes down to it, I know that you know I have to trust God because there is uh effort to see this go in a different direction which possibly could result in committing genocide on our people, and um, I don't want to not take responsibility for that part being played. The fact of the matter is regardless of these different individuals, whether they're, because I believe they may have been legends, whether they are legends or not, if they participate in committed genocide, then that's what that is. Because God is saying, NBA young boys committed genocide. He's saying that. He said that clear as day. You know, so this future that I've seen with him, you know, is that also continuance and and committing genocide on our community? Because if so, I don't want that. I don't really want that. You know, and I know it's not as simple as to say you don't want it. You have to fight against that every single day. You have to fight for a God every single day. You have to make a conscious decision not to be that way and not to continue on that way or not to co- commit genocide, not to, you know, come in agreeance with any of those things. Every single day you have to make a conscious effort. You have to mean it. You have to really mean it. You cannot be seduced by the lifestyle. You cannot give up. You cannot relax. You cannot fall into it. You just can't do that. You have to mean it. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know, I just, um, I just found, I don't know, in the beginning of this process, it was this encounter with uh, Lil Zivert, and he was like, um, he was around these different individuals, you know, I think he said something like he was hanging around Prince and different people like that, but like, you know, they weren't like this. They weren't in this environment. It wasn't kind of like in this environment or different things like that. And um, I I kind of saw what the environment was kind of like. I'm like, okay, it seems like he's kind of dwelling amongst like greats. You know, people to be considered like greats, you know, and they're pretty much accepting him with open arms in a way, you know, like you belong here, you know, and it's a certain type of level of thing. Like you made it here based off of different things like that and different stuff like that. And I know I hadn't reached that level yet. I had known that. And whether I was ever even meant to reach the level, I didn't know. I had known it, but um, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel like I would have been missing out on anything. Because um, I didn't know for sure, you know, why I never had reached those different levels or why I never met these different people or what that really consisted of. Because I'm like, here I am around all these different things. And it feels as if I probably have touched base on everything I was meant to. So what is that? What does that really mean? Does that mean that you've reached another level of great, which I can't? I wouldn't say that I would take away from you because of the fact that... um. You know, I see that you came with your own individual sound. You changed the industry forever. You've done different things, of course. 
you know, I could say or I could agree that, you know, it's possible that you have reached different things that I still have, you know, yet to reach or maybe never will. I don't know. Who knows? You know, I'm not going to give myself a whole lot of, you know, credit yet because we have yet to see the finish and the conclusion of my story and what all will happen in the process of it. And it's not me being jealous. It's not me taking anything away from myself. It's not me backing down or tucking tail or anything. It's about me being realistic. Oftentimes, a lot of people, they just... They hate that you can be this honest with yourself because they know that that breeds room and that gives you room to be that or become that or be whatever it is that you feel like you can be without necessarily honing in on one thing, limiting yourself. You, you're releasing limitations on your future and a lot of people can't stand to see you do that because that means that, you know, you can reach for heaven. That means that you could be something so much more than they ever could imagine or thought of. And they really want to limit you to what they can imagine you doing or seeing you have, even if they never want to see you even have that. But if you can do something so much bigger than they can't even think or imagine, they hate you for it. And they can't stand that you leave room for that. But I see that happening a lot. But overall, when it, what it comes down to is... um. You know, I saw this and I saw this encounter and it's like it's almost as if he was showing that he could hang around him. But I saw that it was like split bits and seconds, split bits and seconds of him being in an environment of these people. And like it was blinking in and out. And um, I was wondering, like, OK, is that because you're still young and you have so much more to do in your career? Or is that because um you don't have enough power to be there or something. I don't know. What does that mean? That you're blinking in and out and then in a way kind of show that he could kind of dwell there a little bit more if he really wanted to. He can kind of just hang in their environment and just hang around a little bit if he really wanted to. And I saw that and I was like, hmm, what does that mean? But it seems that maybe this morning is being brought into perspective what that really means. And I think that it has a lot to do with plagiarism. Plagiarism. So everybody... I mean, it, it might not, it might be kind of clear to a lot of people who, you know, have experienced the music, the music industry in the late years, etc. That a lot of his music was ripped off. A lot of his sound was recreated. And so many different artists kind of built kind of careers, music, different songs, you know, plagiarizing his sound after he first came out with it. He talked about it in a lot of his songs, actually, you know. He talked about people plagiarizing his song, ripping off his song, mocking him, trying to be just like him. It happened a lot. Happened same thing happened to Future. Same thing happened to um, him. I mean, it's a lot of different people. It's a it's a few different people whose sound they came with a new individual sound nobody ever heard before, and it just started getting plagiarized. And then you started hearing a lot more, and you're like, that sounds just like this, and it just creates a whole new wave. And it's like you're creating a wave of music, but it's like, I always wonder, like, even though they created a wave of music, and there's a lot of different people that is ripping off their sound and kind of, like, bringing more attention to their sound based off of their different versions of their sound in their songs, are they upset about being ripped off? Like, do they care or is that something that they want? Because it got to kind of be, in a way, something that you want to happen. You know, it, no, it don't. It don't got to be that. But it feel like, in a way, like, it's kind of something that they want. No, no, no. I never really felt that way. It's more like, um, 
do you want that? Is that something that you want? I've always wondered, like, are they one of those people? Are they the kind of people that's like, well, I know that when they're ripping me off and when they are, you know, imitating my sound, what they're doing is making me more famous. They're making me bigger. They're making me better because what you can never do is deny where it originally came from. Real people are going to recognize that from jump anyways. It don't matter. But, um, different times I feel that way, which it sounds more like it bothers you a little more this time than it did last time or that time or this time, but it's like up and down. So I was like, you can't really control people ripping you off. But as you know, as it is said, you know, people are going to know where that originally comes from and nobody's ever going to be able to take that away from you. And that's something I feel like, you know, that was a conversation concerning these different things. But, um, maybe this environment that it feels I was almost introduced to was this girl. It was this woman who I believe to be a great, she was like, you're a lot like me in a way. Like, I guess we had things in common. And we had an encounter. And um, she was like, um, I guess kind of accepting me, you know, in a little bit. You know, kind of embracing me in a way, like welcoming me in in a way. And um, I didn't pick up on it at the time. I thought, like, okay, this is a new environment. What is it about? And maybe it's about, I kept hearing plagiarism, plagiarize, plagiarize, plagiarize. Now, I know what this woman is, but I still can't remember it right now. Like, things are snatched from my memory in order to keep me from knowing who I am because there's different things I have to accomplish. I have to conquer different things right now. People trying to keep me from my destiny. I have to overcome these different things, you know, and God, with God, the only way possible, you know, I can't lose sight of everything that God has done for me, because I see that that was a major effort, too, and the process is this as well, but what I think that it brings into perspective is that, you know, um, I think it brings into perspective that Some people can't be plagiarized. Some people you just can't plagiarize. And maybe it's even a possibility that some people want you to be plagiarized in order to... I mean, you want to think the best people. You want to think that they want you to be plagiarized only because they want you to possibly, you know, see what it's like in that environment. You know, maybe you've wondered about different things. Like, what is it like to be plagiarized? Ripped off how you feel about that everything. See for yourself, you know. You've asked enough. But um, other times you wonder if it's like, you know, um, you just want to see that happen to me because it happened to you and you're kind of bitter about it. And I feel like really what it will come down to is exactly that because nobody really wants bad things to happen to you just for you to see for what, the, what they're like. You know, that's something you would call stupid, but it's not really stupid. It's not really stupid. It's, it's intentional. It's hate behind it. You know, it's um, things they never possibly got over behind it. You know, that's always going to be there. It's always going to be, you know. Why do I sometimes feel like it's so obvious, but then sometimes, like, when you get used to certain people, it's not as obvious no more. It's kind of, it becomes difficult to see if you don't consistently remind yourself what you already have known. That's what I feel like. But, um, it's not for certain. Excuse me, it's not for certain. Uh, uh, this morning when it happened, I tried to look into it and see what was really going on and what it really meant. But what it came down to was um, 
I mean, you can't force anything. You really can't force anything. You could try a little harder to try to get a better understanding. You could be a little bit more thirsty. I'm not going to be thirsty. I'm not going to be thirsty. I'm going to allow anything that's meant for me to come to me. Anything that's meant for me to happen naturally. I'm going to allow God to handle that and deal with that. Matter of fact, I'm going to get in God's presence. And I'm going to pray whatever dark spirits that have come with their way. Because what I, what I find is that a lot of dark spirits have almost in a way rushed their way up. Because they, they, um, they, um, they may have sensed, you know, some sort of weakness concerning, like, my eagerness to want to learn and, and have learned about these different things in these different environments, you know, different times and different stuff like that happens. You know, it seems as if Satan is always trying to present an opportunity for you to somehow trade something for it. Oh, you want to know about this? Oh, you want to experience this? Well, you're going to have to give me that. He just wants God's power to manipulate and abuse. I can't I can't keep leaving room or opportunity for that. Not that I ever have. It's more like I don't want to give them anything extra than they're already taking. They're going to be judged for everything that they touch without consent. Everything they put their hands on that they didn't have the, the right to put their hands on or ever use, they're going to be judged for it. So I'm not going to give them anything. If anything, they're going to keep taking, let them keep receiving more and more judgment concerning putting their hands on things that do not belong to them. But I'm not handing them over anything. I'm not handing you nothing. And if I do, I know that the Lord understands the intent behind that as well. So concerning this, I don't know. I don't want to be plagiarized. I can, I know that that's been the effort of what's going on, you know. As I've said weeks ago, I heard Beyonce singing my song back to me in the many different languages. I have many different songs in many different languages. The Lord told me I was going to be a linguist. I was going to be able to speak every language in the world, you know, to have ever existed because I'm a phenomenal woman, you know, different things like that. And um, I've been told for months now, you know, you speak all the different languages. You speak so many different languages and different things like that. But, um, you know, I guess it's based off the power that the Lord has given me. And, and what I just don't understand is that, you know, I'm supposed to have to keep fighting people for what's mine. I'm supposed to have to keep fighting people for the power that he's given me. I'm supposed to have to keep fighting them, you know, for something that belongs to me. And if I got to do that, and that's what keeps me from reaching my full potential because, you know, I had to fight all these people for things that belong to me. If they're able to really, truly get something up off me. And, you know, I had because I had to keep consistently and continuously fighting them for it. And I guess that was just meant to be, you know, I'm a fighter. And I fight, you know, I will fight for God, I will fight for what matters. But I'm not about to keep fighting to keep you from stealing from, from stealing from me. That's torture. That's a miserable lifestyle. And the Bible don't say nothing about keeping you fighting you to keep from stealing from me. But it feels like it's so much different when it's spiritually. The Bible says, store your tre treasures up in heaven. Well, thieves cannot break in, break in and steal and wrath, excuse me, and rust and moth do not corrupt and destroy. But when I'm trying to store my treasures in heaven, it's almost as if they go into heaven and steal it. So it contradicts Bible, but there is so much deception involved. You can never contradict Bible. So it feels like, you know, in a way they're trying to, in a way, 
expose a lot of lies in the Bible or deception concerning the Bible, but the Bible is truth. You can never convince me differently. And so what it is, it's, it's an opportunity to get me to somehow doubt God. And there is a possibility that what in reality, what they're doing is they are influencing me to take my things back to, from God who is protecting them from pre- protecting these things for me. They're influencing me to take them back from God, and that's when they get their hands on it. They get their hands on it when I have it. But what don't make sense to me is how that even counts because it's like I don't really want these things to be taken back from God. In a way, it's still confirmation that, you know, they're stealing. They're able to steal from God. They're still stealing it from God. No, he's allowing it. He's allowing them to steal from you. He's allowing them to take your stuff. He's allowing them to plagiarize you. He's allowing them to get away with your stuff. And um, at the end of the day, I guess we have to take responsibility for being weakened by sin and temptation. And if we were doing everything we we're supposed to be doing, and he would never let nobody touch our things and everything in that Bible would stand by then. But, you know, I'm not trying to be accusational. I just know that it frustrates me. It frustrates me because it's like, you know, any given time, God is like, I'm going to let them do this and I'm going to let them do that. And I can't worry about that because I don't understand the way that he thinks. His ways are not like man. He, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And if out of the blue, he decides to allow them access to the many different things he's given me. Out of the blue, sometimes he just, you know, sometimes he'll say it's mine. Other times he'll say it was never yours. It was always mine. And now I'm just releasing this back into the world. It's all of theirs now, you know. Different things, like it's it's always so... You know, it's not always random, but it's like it's different all the time. So I can't even really find attachment to any of these things anyways. It's never about the things. So I'm not even going to worry about that or stress about that. It's never about these different things. If they're taking it, then they're taking it. At the end of the day, I think what it is, it's just a, a effort, an effort for, you know, to frustrate me and, and pull me away from the Lord and doubt him because Satan just wants to prove so bad that I care so much more about what he's giving me than actually who he is and whether he's worthy to be praised. That's what it's about. It's about, you know, I have to coddle my things so much and I have to be so upset about the things that I have so much that um I start to hate God for allowing them to do that. And, you know, by then, I guess I deserve for them to be able to put hands on my stuff and take it. I don't have time. I don't want to say what I have time for. I'm just going to say, like, I don't want to waste my, you know, I don't want to waste any of the energy or the effort or anything that could be used towards just offering sacrifice and worship to God. You know, the sacrifice of worship to God on those things. That's something that feels like he has made very clear. When you want to worry about things that people are stealing from you, you give them whatever it else that they want from you. It seems that God makes that very clear, but in the process, it's been different. It's been difficult. It's like the Bible says that when someone steals your jacket, give them your cloak as well. But um, in the spirit, it's kind of different. In the spirit, God says to focus on him and do not care what they're taking. But He it's almost as if he, he guides you to guard him. He's guiding you to guard these different things spiritually. So maybe it's Bible to support that. Maybe it's scripture to support that. But I'm, 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 you know, I'm just learning. I'm growing. I know that I'm young. I'm only 25 years old. And, you know, all this stuff is happening. 
everything that's happening, I, I have to believe it's meant to happen. And that's something I said this morning. You know, when this when this encounter felt that it was maybe even snatched from me. The idea was that everything that's happening is meant to happen. You know, it seems as if a lot of this stuff is set up. A lot of these different things or these encounters, these environments have been set up. It's almost as if I've been put in a line of fire. You know, set up to be in these different environments for people to be able to have their hands on different things. I work very hard for But um, I don't care. I don't really care anymore. Because I'm supposed to stress and worry so bad and be tortured about the things that they are getting their hands on. I'm supposed to fight them so bad. I'm supposed to be so hurt about it. And I'm supposed to feel like a failure because they was able to get access to these things. No, no, I'm not about to allow that to keep happening to me. No, nope. Like, you got it. You did it. You worked very hard for that. Good for you. You worked very hard to steal somebody else's stuff instead of to create your own. Which, you know, also shows your lack of confidence and your ability to be able to create your own anything when you have to work so hard to steal from somebody else. But it doesn't matter because you succeeded. I'm not going to get in your way. You are doing that. You're, you've done it. You did it. And if you're going to plagiarize me, have fun. Now, however the Lord intends for it to go is how it will go. I'm not about to continue to worry or stress about it, you know. It's not fair. It's not fair to me. I don't really even care about anything that you have or have taken. Honestly, for so long, they have been trying to convince me I have all these different things. And um, I've been saying, I don't really have anything, you know. None of this really belongs to me. And um, I think that you're just trying to convince me that I have this stuff so that you can somehow gain access to it. I don't think you even have, I don't think that I even have access to it right now for the simple fact that, um, I don't really even believe that I have it yet. I believe that it belongs to God. You know, maybe that's how they're getting access. For me to accept that I have something, me to accept that it's mine, then they come and they take it from me. I think that they it's possible that they can't gain real grip or real, they can't get a real grip on it until I believe I have it or something. I don't know. Because right now it's like bits and pieces of, unfinished different things and you know it's like I don't know they're in it's like they're even in a different position where they can take a peek in they can look and they can see what's all in there but I don't know if they can really get their hands on it and so maybe this is like a battle or a fight for it or they want to convince me I'm in a battle or a fight for it and I don't think that any of that is really necessarily true what it come down to is that you know um it's a, I'm fighting for what I intend to fight for. I don't care what it is they say that I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for what I'm intending to fight for. And what I am intending to fight for is God's favor. I'm intending to fight for my people. And, oh my gosh, it does make so much sense. Like, this is why they've spent months at this point trying to pull me so far away from my main focal point of, my main focus of, what I was fighting for, like, I'm fighting for my community, I'm fighting for, you know, my people, I'm fighting for um, God, and to wake people up, and for them to know who Jesus Christ is, I was just thinking about this, like, a couple of days ago, like, you know, I haven't brought up, I just have to bring up all day, every day, that Jesus is black, and I'm fighting for people to wake up and know that, 
And I used to have to bring up all day, every day. And I'm fighting for my people to be woke and not necessarily their future as a leader of the industry. I used to have to do this all day, every day. I haven't brought it up in a while. You know, and I know that there's different individuals who've been around, pretending as if they just now shown up. They've been here. They've been here the whole time. And so why would they be trying to pretend like it's brand new? You know, because they want to make me feel like that. They just want me to get my guard down so they can finally get access to things they've been trying to have access to for so long. You know, and I already knew that when it came down to it, when things started coming down, it was going to get further and further and further and try and dig deeper and deeper and deeper and try and go way, way, way out of, you know, draw things way further out of proportion and cross boundaries and lines. They should never be crossing because they've done that before. They've already done that. They've already done that from the jump. They've already been crossing boundaries and lines and, you know, trying to take way more than, you know, it's meant for them to have. It's meant for anybody to have for me. You know, when they try to kill me, when they try to wipe my mind completely clean, when they try to, you know, convince me that I never knew Jesus at all, that I never prayed a day in my life, that I've never, you know, I've never, you know, I've never had no type of experience with God. They try to wipe my mind clean. They try to tell me who I was. They try to, you know, everything about me I would have never known. They really try to make me just a body. I seen my body, and that was just a body. They tried to kill me, and I, you know, they crossed lines they was never supposed to cross. And um, now I'm in this place where, you know, the Lord is saying, "Forgive them." He's saying, "Forgive them," and maybe this is because in reality they're afraid of revenge. They're afraid of me wanting to come back and do them so much worse than they ever did me, and really you know, get back at them. And I don't really have the desire to do that anyways. You know, and I it started with them trying to get me, you know, um attracted to revenge. But as I've said, you know, everything happens for a reason. I trust the Lord. I trust him to carry me through everything. I know that he's going to work it out, you know, I feel like I just heard an eagle, but eagles are way louder, way bigger, and different things like that, so I don't know, but, um, I kept hearing from the beginning of this fight, your eagle is going to be swooping in to save you, because they're going to be trying to jump you, and I already know that they is, it's always this snake sneaking around me, I always hear myself in the snake pit, and then it's the bird. The bird demon keeps showing up to try and take more and more and more, do you know, trying to like, you know, like overpower me, you know, strength wise, you know. So I'm not stupid. I know what this is. But it don't matter to me because, as I've said, they told me from the jump, you're outnumbered. You're outnumbered. And Jesus said to me, you can never be outnumbered with Jesus Christ. I trust him. So everything that they're trying to do, they keep trying to pull me away from God. They keep trying to do it without God because they know as long as it's done under and with God, they don't have a chance here. They really don't have a chance. But um, as I've said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And the more that they try and devise these wicked schemes, the more that they seal their own fate. It is what it is. They will receive forgiveness. And um, different individuals that 
have decided that they're going to keep going further and further and further. They're not going to take heed. They're not going to be warned. They're not going to repent and be judged right now when they have the chance to repent and be saved or just be judged. These different individuals taking these things into their own hands. They're just going to have to find out who God is, I guess. I don't know what God has planned for them. I just know that he it is a fearful thing to fall. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. And um, I truly do feel bad for anybody who plays over that and has to learn the hard way. So I'm just going to pray for each and every single last person involved. I'm going to get in the spirit of the Lord, presence of the Lord. I'm going to do what I can to fight them. You know, I can feel that they're trying to pull things off of me. I can feel that they're trying to sneak things away from me. I can feel that they're trying to steal. But the Lord is saying to me, don't you worry about a thing. You don't have to worry about nothing. They want to somehow, you know, try and prove that when you start fighting for these things back, that you don't trust what God is doing. That you don't trust everything that were everywhere in that Bible. That you have to fight for these things because you don't believe that God will fight your battles for you. So don't worry about nothing. Let God fight your battles. Let go and let God. Let them get away with whatever they feel like they're getting away with because time's ticking. Their time is almost up. That bottom of this pit may be way closer than they even, you know, could imagine. That judgment, that fate, revelation, or rapture, all that stuff is really, really close. Really, really close. And so, yes, it's going to be difficult. I'm going to have work to do. But I see that they're working on that all day, every day, like their lives depend on it, because it does. They don't never get out of break or rest. They don't never sit around and say, hmm, I'm good. I don't got nothing to worry about. Even though at the same time, I mean, maybe they do in a way. It just look like they not. But maybe they really do because the Lord, the Lord has always told me I'm the turtle. You know, in this race between the rabbit. And the rabbit oh, takes the break. They take the nap. They rest and they say, oh, I got plenty of time. And that's when the turtle sneaks right on past them. It doesn't even have to sneak. just walks right on past them. And so, um... Maybe they are taking a rest, you know, cocky and confident that, you know, these things are not going to go this way. These things are not going to go that way. God's always been telling me since I was a kid, I was a turtle. That's okay. You know, I'm not worried about it. I don't think that, honestly, when it comes down to it, that there's any real story to really define what's going on here because he's creating my own story. Maybe it will even be as big and as legendary as that story of the turtle versus the rabbit. And all for me. You know, who knows? Who really knows? But um, as I've said, you know, everything happens for a reason. I trust God for all that he's doing. I trust him for all that he's doing. He's going to work it out. He's going to work it out for sure. You know, um, I don't know why they're always hovering around me anyways. They're always hovering around me, you know. But at the same time, the Lord says my people are starving, they're hungry, and they're thirsty. They need to feed. They need to eat. They need to be fed. You know. So maybe that's why. You know, He's feeding these people in the wilderness, so they have to hover around for food like little baby birds. You know, but um, no, no, no. I'm just going to trust God 
I'm going to trust God because this stuff is wicked. It gets really wicked. It gets really bad. And I've seen a lot of different things revert since, you know, so many different things happening and going on. Just got to figure it out.